Our scripture is Psalm 30. I will extol you, O Lord, for you have drawn me up and did not let my foes rejoice over me. O Lord my God, I cried to you for help, and you have healed me. O Lord, you brought up my soul from Sheol, restored me to life from among those gone down to the pit. Sing praises to the Lord, O you faithful ones, and give thanks to God's holy name. For God's anger is but a moment, God's favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may linger for a night, but joy comes with the morning. As for me, I said in my prosperity, I shall never be moved. By your favor, O Lord, you had established me as a strong mountain. You hid your face. I was dismayed. To you, O Lord, I cried, and to the Lord I made supplication. What profit is there in my death if I go down to the pit? Will the dust praise you? Will it tell of your faithfulness? Hear, O Lord, and be gracious to me. O Lord, be my helper. You have turned my mourning into dancing. You have taken off my sackcloth and clothed me with joy, so that my soul may praise you and not be silent. O Lord my God, I will give you thanks forever. These are our sacred stories. I can't tell you how happy I am to be seeing you in person, to be Covenant Church in our building together in person. And while, as Jody mentioned, I will miss the ability to edit, woo, <laughs> I will not miss seeing only my face while I proclaim. I tend to agree with myself, but it gets boring after <laughs> I have missed you. We spent 15 months, that's one month shy of a year and a half if you're counting, meeting virtually, 68 Sundays. 68 Sundays. I'm grateful for video recordings and I'm grateful for Zoom and I'm beyond grateful for your attention to care for one another. And I have longed for you. I have longed for this, longed to be together. And those of you who are live streaming, this is a camera right here and we are so glad you're with us too. So much has happened in these pandemic days. I'm grateful that while we have been physically apart, we have been so very much together. We've shared communion. We've gathered on Zoom for conversation and connection on Thursdays and on Sundays. We've tended the garden and put out pride flags. We've helped in every way we were able during the winter storm and the power outages, during sicknesses and surgeries. We've sent meals, we've written letters, we've made calls. While we were unable to hold each other physically, we have held each other in spirit. We've held each other in care, in our shared grief. In our virtual worship services, we've lit the Christ candle in honor and acknowledgement of our beloveds, and it is lit again today as we gather this first time in person since so many of our beloveds have died. And so this day, and you can't see it from over there, so I'm going to go get it so you can see. 
can be together this day, we will say their names again and remember them again, and they will never be forgotten. Martha Murphy, Margot Hitler, Ann Pirtle, Mary Lee Burris, Charlene Hooker, Sydney Burris, and Roberta Stokes. This Christ candle is also lit for each of the millions who have died around the world of coronavirus and for all the additional losses we have endured in these days. Anne Lamont, do you know her? If you don't look her up. Anne Lamont and her TED Talk 12 Truths I Learned from Life and Writing. She says, People feel really doomed and overwhelmed these days, and they keep asking me what's true. So I hope that my list of things I'm almost positive about might offer some basic operating instructions to anyone who's feeling really overwhelmed or beleaguered. Number one, the first and truest thing is that all truth is paradox. Life is both a precious, unfathomably, unfathomably, see how I edit that out? I don't just, I said, Jody, back that one up. I also think I said beleaguered wrong, but here we go. Y'all know I had a speech problem. Woo! I'm gonna start again with number one. Number one, the first and truest thing is that all truth is paradox. Life is both a precious, unfathomably beautiful gift, and it's impossible here on the incarnational side of things. It's been a very bad match for those of us who were born extremely sensitive. It's so hard and weird that sometimes we wonder if we're being punked it's filled simultaneously with heartbreaking sweetness and beauty, desperate poverty, floods, and babies, and acne, and Mozart, all swirled together. I don't think it's an ideal system. <laughs> it goes on to number two, and from there I recommend it to you. But this day, what I needed to hear again is that all truth is paradox. In my very first virtual sermon, I talked about how we would be embodying the word cleave, that we would be physically separated but remain connected. And we've done it. Indeed, we've embodied cleave. We've stayed apart and we have clung close together. Living into this kind of both and continues, even though those of us who are ready have come back in person. This day, for example, is so full of joy, and it's also full of sorrow. I'm happy to see you, so happy, and I'm aware of our beloveds who will not be with us in body ever again. I feel delight in your presence, and I feel yearning <coughs> in their absence. Joy and sorrow, both together. We don't have to choose. We can feel both. I'm 
psalm for this morning is full of dualities, full of either or, night or day, down or up, weeping or joy, anger or favor, absence or presence, mourning or dancing, sackcloth or party clothes. For our psalmist, it seems one must choose one or the other. As the psalmist writes, weeping may linger for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Weeping and then joy, one and then the other. The psalmist is writing a psalm of praise, and maybe, as is often tempting for many of us, maybe the psalmist feels the need to keep everything light and cheery. How are you, Laura? Just fine, and you? The psalmist has suffered but claims you have drawn me up, you have healed me, you have turned my mourning into dancing. This seems overly simplistic to me, especially because this psalm gives the impression that if we just pray hard enough, or in the right way, or even make the right bargain with God. Did you catch that part at the end that David read where the psalmist is saying, you don't want to send me down to the pit, who would praise you then? <laughs> if we just do it right, then we too will be saved from Sheol, healed, be joyful. Such a concept has done a tremendous amount of harm to so many people who have believed that their suffering was their own fault because they did not pray hard enough or believe enough or... But then again, perhaps the psalmist knows full well that joy is not all there is, not the end of the story. Just as grief and pain and loss are not all there is, not the end of the story. Love never dies. And that gift is accompanied by the truth that grief is never over. Joy and sorrow. Love and grief. It seems to me that while joy may indeed come in the morning, it does not cancel out the anguish of the night. And likewise, when pain breaks into the brightest day, it doesn't end the joy. All of it, together, not one or the other. So when joy comes, lean in, feel it, savor it, touch it, taste it, take a picture with your imagination. And when sorrow comes, do likewise. Lean in, feel it, keep your hands on it, hold it close to you. And when you have them both together, which is so often the case, hold them both together. You are enough. You have capacity you've not even begun to imagine. You don't have to pick. Both and together. We've experienced so much grief in these months. So many have died. Strangers, neighbors, friends, family members, our own covenant beloveds. We've grieved for lost jobs, lost connections, disappointments, and forced changes. The pandemic has taken away so much from us. In these months, we've also confronted once again the violence of racism in our country. 
Bia cried and marched and held vigil for Ahmad Aubrey, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and many other people of color who have been slaughtered. We've read and worked for being anti-racist and we will continue our efforts. We must continue our efforts. We held silence together for eight minutes and 46 seconds to honor the black people who've been murdered, victimized, oppressed by poverty, police, injustice, and violence. We continue to seek justice and care for people of Asian descent who've been attacked and abused in these months. We have rededicated and continue to rededicate ourselves to the work of racial justice. We've also found places of joy in these months. Joy in our covenant gardens and walks outside, masking up to help others to gather at covenant outdoors. Zooming for Lectionary Lab, seeing which Zoom room we'll be in during Sunday's coffee hour, and believing each one to be the very best room each and every time. Phone calls and emails and Zoom committee meetings, it's much easier to take notes that way. Deacon Zooms and outdoor gatherings for deacons. Reconnecting with our covenant members who no longer live in Houston. We've gathered for worship with people who don't even live in the United States anymore. That has been a joy. Pictures during musical offerings. Thank you, Shannon. Worship leaders sharing and videos for worship. Spiritual journeys and edifying adult education offerings. The Blue Tiger Project. The Covenant Book Club. Kids Corner and Youth Group and online Zooming games like Pictionary and Would You Rather. We've welcomed new members. There have been joy and there has been celebration in these days. Sorrow and joy, fear and relief, dread and hope, love and grief. Not one or the other, but both. Kate Bowler, in her book, Everything Happens for a Reason and Other Lies I've Loved, writes, I can't reconcile the way that the world is jolted by events that are wonderful and terrible, the gorgeous and the tragic, except that I'm beginning to believe that these opposites do not cancel each other out. I see a middle-aged woman in the waiting room at the cancer clinic, her arms wrapped around the frail frame of her son, she squeezes him tightly, oblivious to the way he looks down at her sheepishly. He laughs after a minute, a hostage to her impervious love. Joy persists somehow, and I soak it in. The horror of cancer has made everything seem like it's painted in bright colors. I think the same thoughts again and again. Life is so beautiful. Life is so hard. Opposites do not cancel each other out, my friends. Life is so beautiful. Life is so hard. This is a truth we know. This is a truth I know. My baby brother was born the day my mother died. And so every May 31st, every one of them, there's the deepest sadness I have ever known. 
sadness that snatches my breath. And there's such joy, such pride and delight. Both, both, not one or the other. Each day of happiness for me has also been a day of sorrow. And I'm here to tell you that they don't erase each other. Every Easter we experience this truth. Tears are as much a part of the Easter story as are the shouts of hallelujah. Every pride too. Stonewall was necessary because the queer community was being brutalized. Pride is celebration and it's activism. It's acknowledgement of the pain and abuse that compels us to say loud and clear every moment, love is love. God loves and welcomes every one of us. We know how to do both and. We're pretty good at it, really. Coronavirus is not over. Our experiences in these months have affected us and will continue to affect us in ways we have only even begun to understand. This day is not about returning to the way things were, not about returning to normal. We are not the same. We have been changed and we are changing. And we are held in the promises we make together as a congregation. Promises, indeed, a covenant promise that stretches back to 1965 and even further. To I will be your God and I will be with you even to the end of the age. The poem Jason read for the words of assurance is one of my favorites. I've thought about that poem and about what we've missed during our time apart, even while we've been together. We've missed a lot of physical growth. Zoom does not show us how tall our children have gotten in these 15 months. We've missed other things too, things that are much harder to see. There are things we have missed while the pandemic has kept us apart. And there are wonderful promises that never go away, promises that always remain. Here are a few, let me remind you of them. You are enough. Your life has value. God loves you beyond measure. Joy and sorrow do not cancel each other out. You are welcome. You, just you exactly as you are. You are welcome, you are loved, you are worthy, you are celebrated. Covenant Church is so much more than any building. Covenant is you and me. It's the promises we make to each other, promises to care, promises to work for justice, promises to be community and celebration and in concern. <laughs> 